coming up in this episode. And what be funny? I mean, being shat on a lot, I guess it's... <laughs> <laughs> she shat as she came out, around the floor like a seagull. So, yeah, seagull style, literally, as she pulled the baby out, hit the floor. I think you're pretty perfect. Yes. Obviously, when you're gnawing on my nipples, that's a red floor. Currently, cabbage leaves down the old bra. Actually, it's happening, I think. There you go. Nice. Grandma was right. Yeah, cabbage leaves. Savoy. Mum said it must be Savoy. It's Savoy cabbage. By the end of the episode. My cabbage leaves might have worn off. Oh no, the titty cabbage leaves. Yeah, they're going to be Oh yeah. Go on, get them out. Let's see if the dog will yeah. eat your titty cabbage leaves. Licking it. It's licking your boob sweat. Oh, it's probably got milk on it. Yeah, yeah that's what you're trying to avoid him tasting the sweet, sweet breast milk. <laughs> Which is actually rather sweet. So, Tilly had just given birth and one of the other midwives came in just to check how everything was. She was obviously a more senior midwife and she had seen that everything had gone, you know, the baby had been delivered. And her words of wisdom were, from my children, the stitches afterwards were the most painful part. So selling her up nicely, because she's, you know, my wife now thinks that she's done it all. Next thing she's told, oh, it's still to come. And so lovely Suzanne, the midwife, starts doing the stitching. Obviously Tilly's now wincing, she's been told to shush, because you're not allowed to wince while you're having your, your vagina literally pierced and pulled. And as she's, as she's doing this, the other midwife is there, and she notices that she's doing something a bit odd. And instead of just whispering in her ear, she goes, oh, I wouldn't have done it like that. Next thing we hear is, with those stitches there, you might seal the lips. <laughs> Which is obviously what everyone wants to know just after they've had to push a baby out. Which, yeah, it might make some women happy, so might be like, no fuck is ever getting in here again. Welcome, Welcome to Blabbering. A week-by-week -week glimpse into a couple stumbling through life with a newborn. I'm Tilly. And I'm Dan. Each week over dinner... You'll learn Tilly is quite the feeder. We'll discuss the realities of raising our baby, talking through the highs, lows and honest confessions of this thing called parenting. Parenting won't be easy, but let's at least laugh about it. This, this is Blabbering. blabbering. <laughs> Welcome to week one of blabbering. Yeah, this week we had a baby. Yeah, <laughs> one eventful week. This week marks the first week of having a baby. Mm -hmm. So we'll probably cover that in a bit longer in terms of the discussion. But I, I guess the, the the world's changed, eh? Yes. Woo wee! What a week! What a week! So last Saturday afternoon. We brought the baby back, okay. so it's been just over a week, so recording this on Sunday. So the next section is the the highs, the lows and the funnies. What's your what's your high? My high? I mean baby girl. Yeah. Baby girl's the high for sure. She's pretty pretty darn cute, we're slightly biased, I think. Yeah, we we are slightly but biased. I think you're pretty perfect. Yes. Obviously when you're gnawing on my nipples, that's a Red raw. Currently got cabbage leaves down the old bra. Actually it's happening, I think. There you go. Nice. Grandma was right. Yeah, cabbage leaves. Grandma knows. Savoy. Mum said it must be Savoy. It's Savoy cabbage. Oh, I think Grandma went for a different one, didn't she? Oh, oh contention between the matriarchs and we the family on the correct camp. Yeah, that can be a podcast episode. <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> cabbage comparison. Oh. What would be like? Probably getting my badge stitched up was pretty, pretty grim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. While well, being told to hush by my our midwife, who who was amazing, she was lovely. But when someone stitched up my badge, and you know she wouldn't let me wince, 
I feel like you're allowed to wince as long as you've got a needle through your lips. While full commentary is going the whole time. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty good line. <laughs> and what be funny? I mean, being shat on a lot, I guess is. <laughs> <laughs> the Poonami. Well, when she shat, she came out. Didn't she? Yeah. Straight on the floor like a seagull. Se- yeah, seagull style. Literally, as she pulled baby out, <laughs> hit the floor. I was a bit, wor- I was a bit worried because I didn't know that it was poo. I just saw a lot of brown liquid on the floor, but I noticed that they had noticed it and didn't seem to care. Sorry, we're currently eating fajitas at the same time, <laughs> so I was just a bit like, okay, they've seen it, doesn't matter. And then later it transpired that yes, as they literally pulled the baby out and lifted, just pooed. Straight out. I've called a baby girl about three times. She's not actually called baby, we don't say. It's just our nickname because we don't want to divulge her actual name on here. Yeah, so that was the first funny shit. I'm getting a nice streak up my belly just to add to the glamour of birth. Um, and then yeah, the other day, changing a nappy, she has the old back and ass, glycerate cleaner, out it comes. A little gooey fountain, shit in my hand. Had a proper punami there, so. <laughs> Tilly goes to me, okay, can you just quickly have a look, see if she's done a poo, and I quickly peek into the nappy, and I just see, like, there's literally a pellet of poo on its, kind of on its way out, and I think, oh, okay, she hasn't done that big of poos, this is her first kind of load of poos post the, you know, on, on when she's changing poo from the, what's it, the macolium, or micronium, or something. Tar. Yeah, the tar poos as she gets used to milk rather than whatever she gets fed in the in the womb. And I think, yeah, she's had a poo, so I take her out, we put her on the changing mat, I start changing her, and then she does this thing, which is quite annoying. She'll wee while you're trying to change her from her poo. So you'll go to try and quickly clean up the wee. So I picked her up so Tilly could try and clean her back because she managed to wheel over her back. But at that time... She then started pooing, so Tilly had to just put her hand out. Yeah, just pooed, just kept pooing into your hand and just kept going. You had to catch it and we had to quickly rush over to the kitchen sink. First little emergency wash. Yeah, yeah. Did not like it, did you, Ruby? No, no, no. Brownie paws. Need to go check my brownies. <laughs> okay, so then I guess my highs, lows, and funnies. So my high, definitely getting a, getting a baby. I'm a baby. Mm-hmm. And quite a smooth pregnancy, other than some items which we'll discuss. My lows is definitely sort of my, my late night drives. Those are my lows. Do you get some McDonald's hash browns there? Oh, I've got quite a few McDonald's. I uh, found one that's open 24 hours in the, in the <laughs> nearby area. It's like my nightly ritual if I'm going to do them. So effectively, <laughs> what we do is both take half of the night now that he's able to have letdown milk. So it means that I can sort of try and comfort the baby for four to six hours and can get a feed in. So what will happen is Tilly will feed the baby, then go to sleep, and I'll then take the baby and take a load of milk and try and comfort her downstairs while Tilly sleeps. But sometimes the baby just won't be comforted and then I kind of have to get in the car and drive to lull them into sleep. I feel like Rocker will help now. Yeah, so now I've got a Rocker, we're hoping that'll, that'll substitute it, but it's, it's been a bit of a on and off currently. It's a bit mental, that rocker. Yeah, it's either almost nothing or. A joyride. Yeah, a joyride. A, joyride. Joyride. <laughs> a baby just joyriding around. Just stealing cars. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Boosting cars. Better grammar, right, baby? Maybe.
Taxi, that's the bit. Yeah, I think we should probably put a warning in. Everyone doesn't like the sound of people chewing. Probably they listen to the podcast. Yeah. This has a bit of mukbang in it as well. Yeah. That then brings me on nicely to my to my funny, I guess. So day one, night one of trying this. I loaded her into the car, started driving around, and I just thought to myself, it's a bit stupid driving the speed limit and you know ending up going very far in the these four hours that I've got to drive around. Let's drive quite slowly. There's no one on the roads at three in the morning, and that way I won't get as much distance, decrease petrol usage, decrease mileage on the car, etc., etc. So I'm generally driving sort of at somewhere between you know. 15 and 25 miles per hour because there's no one around everybody can overtake me and then I'm doing the A road between Reading and Wokingham and it's 40 miles per hour and I decide to go 20 a few people come along the one taxi comes along and I indicate pull into the cycle lane keep driving at 20 he gets the message overtakes me and continues very wide road another car comes behind me still going 20 on a 40 I indicate start pulling into the cycle lane and the car stays there. I don't know what's going on, so I continue as I'm going. And unbeknownst to me, it turns out it's a police car and the lights start flashing. So I didn't realise this at this point. I keep driving. They think I'm mugging them off because I'm pretending to pull in, but I'm not pulling in. So they then drive up to me, driving alongside me and start shouting at me through the window looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? And so I eventually get the message there and I pull in, they pull in in front of me. Police officer very exacerbated, thinking obviously that I'm some sort of drunk driver or something, goes and asks me, what am I up to? And I just sort of say, I'm just driving my baby around, trying to help him sleep. And then he sort of goes, oh, okay. I know that's a parenting technique, but maybe don't do it on busy roads. There've been three cars on that whole road for for my for my four, for my two hours of driving, I saw about ten cars. I'm surprised you didn't get a on a glass. Oh, it's close. It was close, <laughs> but I definitely gave him a quizzical look of what. But anyway, and so I've still been driving around, not doing the speed limit because it's not illegal to go too slow. And so yeah, that's that's my low being pulled over on night one for a somewhat speeding offence with my baby in the back. Well, my funny actually, that was the low, is just the, the general driving. <laughs> Endless driving. I think also the funny bit was for us at the start of labour, water's break, I'm standing there, naked from the waist down, standing over a towel that was just, you know. Dripping, dripping liquid. Just dripping liquid. And you get bottoms off with me. Yeah, so I was, I was planning on having a shower before we went. Didn't really, well, I was planning on having a shower that day. I hadn't had one so far. And suddenly she decided she'd gone into labour. And I knew that we were going to be in the hospital for a few days. So I was like, fuck, I haven't showered. Now I'm just going to be real smelly. And so while she called the hospital, I thought, oh, I'll start getting undressed ready to go to the shower. And then just decided I'd mimic the level of undress that she was. So I too was just there, Winnie the Pooing it, yeah. in my t-shirt. And but you weren't going to take you weren't liquid. No. Didn't do that for No, I didn't just piss on the floor. I was wondering for a while whether I was just pissing myself or was it was always breaking. The joys of pregnancy. I was like, have I just lost my pelvic floor completely? But no, much given on the way. Pushing her way down the pipes. <laughs>
Hi, my lovelies. Thank you for listening. Can you please like, review and subscribe to our podcast? <laughs> yes, that brings us nicely on to the, the, our discussion, the labour. Yeah. We're pretty lucky, really. I mean, we didn't, we didn't really go 100% how we planned it. No, you wanted full wavy hippie. I want full wavy hippie. I wanted like water birth. The only thing we didn't have is the doula. Ah, you're my doula, isn't it? <laughs> your gym buddy doula. <laughs> Dad's technique when I went into to pushing was just to sh- shout whatever the midwife said, but to repeat it at me really loud. Yeah. Like I was trying to get out my final rep. Yeah. <laughs> Still your mom set! Push! Fair work. Yeah, we got that. We got that. Yeah, we get that. Oh, she squeezed. I was say popped. Popped is definitely the right word. Oh. But I guess rewinding. So, T, you've got a strep B, and therefore don't know really what that means to the rest of your life. It seems to be nothing other than a birth, which means that there's a what is it? A bacteria some sort of potential ailment that can be passed to the baby and therefore they'd like to get you in straight away whereas most women will go through the initial phase of labour which can be between 12 to 24 hours they'll do that bit at home and then once they're four to seven centimetres dilated I think go into hospital if you've got strep B you're meant to go in straight away once you've got contractions no contractions just water just broken oh yeah sorry but they're just doing an assessment. And then it was a very busy day on the maternity ward. It was so hot in that maternity ward. And so busy. Prayer goes everywhere. And it's a bit of an annoying one because the day assessment unit isn't just people who are popping. It's people who are getting all the tests done and everything like that. So you can see the people who are popping. So we look like zombies. Yeah. So they all... <laughs> If you've ever seen something like I Am Legend, you'll know that the zombies sort of all have their heads hung, staring at walls, breathing very loudly. And that's everyone the, knows that's a zombie. Everyone knows yeah, that's what a zombie is. And that's literally what women are like when they're giving birth, when they're, when they're early stages. Facing walls because you don't want to look at anybody. Swaying because you're trying to help the baby move along. Breathing incredibly deeply because you're trying to get through it. So we all just look like round zombies. Round zombies. Yeah. We were there for a little while, we? Got a test. Checked the old dilation. I did not know how invasive that was. I thought it was just slip a couple of digits out there. You know? Like a disco finger. <laughs> but, I don't know, see how many fingers you can fit. No. It's that whole hand up there, isn't it? Right to the cervix. I mean, I didn't go down that end for that one. I just I don't know, I didn't ate my pistachios. But it felt like she had a right of forearm up my fucking badge. I mean, I imagine she had to. She had to try and find the, the cervix. And I got pointed far back, so it makes sense to my mother. And that midwife didn't look like she had long fingers. No, no, she was a petite woman, wasn't she? Little hands. Rummaging around. They were just full of the rummaging inside you. You felt like the fingers were like up inside your badge. She probably was. I said, anyway, it was only a couple of centimetres dilated. So then they went, we're going to do a stretch and sweep, which sounds like nothing. Feels horrible. <laughs> pulling down your cervix. And rubbing a bit of gel in it to soften it. 
Yes, because you had a was it an unfavourable cervix, as the doctor said, or you were you on no, the favourable side? It wasn't. They said it, they said it wasn't unfavourable. But you weren't favourable. It wasn't soft yet. Okay. Okay. So it was either soft or unfavourable. No, it wasn't. And, and Tilly wasn't soft or unfavourable. So Tilly was somewhere between the two terms that the doctor used. Now, so a little bit of cheeky gel. And then told us we went for six hours, which seemed like a joke of a long time. So by this point, it was six o'clock, roughly, in the afternoon. And then they come back and check me in six hours. And said, my contractions have probably come on, but they might not come on. I might just feel like I'm getting contractions because of the gel. It might just be tricking me. And then the contractions did start coming. And I was like, this better fucking not be a joke. It better be the real deal. It better be getting me closer to baby. I'm be pissed off if it comes six hours later and I'm not even any more dilated. Basically, they wanted me to be four centimetres and I could go into my like, nice little birthing pool and do the, the birth that I wanted. So six hours, contractions come in, they're a delight, that really be nice. Tried some paracetamol, came <laughs> 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 on. We get to that up ten minutes later. Four buckets. <laughs> well, I was just rotating them around as quickly as possible, like some sort of weird factory conveyor belt. Yep. So that do anything. And then just spent the whole time on an exercise ball basically. But kind of falling asleep in between contractions. Yeah, that was a bit worrying. So you'd you'd go into this really intense breathing state <clears throat> and then as soon as it would finish, you'd be so exhausted you'd start nodding off. But you're obviously on an exercise ball, so you'd you'd start falling and then wake up. So I'd come over to try and hold you so you could fall asleep as soon as I'd come over you'd start contractions again and you'd push me away so you'd keep kind of pushing me away push push go through the contraction then almost instantly fall asleep and then you fall off the ball do you mean give him keys Kate come back from all didn't you every time yeah didn't want to see my wife splat with my unborn child yeah and you spent six hours never seeing oh yeah Ate about 2,000 calories worth of pistachios. If there's any blokes there, this is definitely one, one to run. Firstly, you need to pack the baby bag because it'll be you that uses the hospital bag so you need to know where everything is. Secondly, pack at least 24 hours worth of food. I would recommend 48 hours. You went for three days. I went for three days. And I don't think it would have made me three days. But anyway, pistachios are a good one because... They're both very salty, which is nice. They're very substantial in terms of nutri- nutrients, but also they keep your hands busy. So if you're nervous, you've got shit to do. I know, I sit in the toilet, all you hear is your mum cracking open pistachios. Smashing pistache. Just crack, crack, crack. Smash the pistache, yep. Yeah. Cut to six hours later, got moved to our third room of the night, or our fourth midwife at this point. So I was going to go for a while, so they're about to check me out for my cervix. My dilation, having a little wee on the toilet. Fat bubble coming. Well, I'm pretty sure fat bubble coming. That's what I thought I felt. Well, I was in the toilet with her because we were now onto the third room and everything was a bit, you know, all kind. Of, we thought with systems go, and so they were trying to set up the room while Tilly needed a wee, and they said, "Oh, so somebody should be in with her." So I was in the room with you. How much do you remember? I remember feeling like something coming. So. You were having your wee, and then you just stared at me really aggressively and just started grunting and making pushing 
motions with your arms. So I, you know, I've been told off for being in the toilet before while Tilly's in there, so I just assumed that she wanted to do a massive shit so that you could do your shit in peace. I would have liked to do a shit. And so I started trying to leave the room, and then he just screamed, Baby's coming! <laughs> so I then opened the door and announced to the team of midwives who were just quickly setting up the remainder of the room, putting down the paper towels and all that good jazz. And they were a bit sceptical. They were like, okay, once she's out, we'll, we'll check her dilation. Well, I don't know. Didn't believe me. Didn't believe you, no. And so you got out, and then you lay on the bed, and they, the lady did her, her fisting to check the, check the amount of the observation. Got another quick fist. Yeah, I've got another quick fist. And yeah, the full 10. Full 10 centimetres dilated. That's what I thought when you get to. Yeah. So that, that harpooned the birthing pool plans because the aim was that we'd get to four centimetres, move to the birthing area, and then if all was good, like that observation of the four centimetres, move to the pool. When they came to check if you were four centimetres, you were the full ten. But yeah, I didn't want to give birth on my back. Give birth on my back. Um, didn't tear though. No, didn't, didn't Grazed. Yeah, you grazed Mama's vag. So to get some stitches, which was, as I said earlier, delightful. Because <laughs> um, they just talked through the whole thing, didn't they? That they did. Yeah. One second, I'm just going to get a wrap out. There we go, good to go. Okay, I've got my wrap. Yeah, they, they commentated as they did your vagina, as they stitched it up. Yeah. Do you remember the commentary? One of them did something wrong, and then they sort of corrected, so they were getting more stitches than I wanted to Yes, your favourite midwife who scolded you for touching. Yeah, I did like Suzanne. Suzanne was lovely. She was great. She was great indeed, but she wasn't having any of your... Wincing. Yeah, she wasn't having any of your, I'm in pain. I've just had a head stitched my vagina. Quite painful. Stings a little bit. But she wouldn't have none of that. No. So, Tilly had just given birth. She had our lovely Moonbeam, the, the nickname of our child, on her chest. And the one of the other midwives, who, one of our three, our second of three, came in. Second of four. Was it the second of four or third, third of four? Third of four. Third of four. Came in just to check how everything was. She was obviously a more senior midwife. And she had seen that everything had gone, you know, the baby had been delivered. Did you notice that she smelt the smoke? No. Okay, I was worried about that. Because you're very sensitive about the smell of smoke. She'd obviously just gone and had a smoke break and then come back. And I was like, she ain't gonna be happy. She ain't gonna be happy. Okay, good, you hadn't noticed. And so her, her words of wisdom were, from, from my children, the stitches afterwards were the most painful part. So selling her up nicely, selling her up nicely, because she's, you know, my wife now thinks that she's done it all. Next thing, she's told, oh, it's still to come. And so lovely Suzanne, the midwife, starts doing the stitching. Obviously Tilly's now wincing, she's being told to shush, because you're not allowed to wince while you're having your, your vagina literally pierced and pulled. And as she's, as she's doing this, the other midwife is there, and she notices that, that she's doing something a bit odd. And instead of just whispering in her ear to explain, sort of, oh, by the way, you could have done it this way or whatever, she goes, oh, I wouldn't have done it like that. And so we're all like, oh, okay. Let's just, let's just commentate on the situation. Next thing we hear is, with those stitches there, you might seal the lips. 
Which is obviously what everyone wants to know just after they've had to push a baby out. Is the battery unit still together? Yeah, it's going to be sewn shut. Although, to be fair, it might make some women happy because it might be like, no fuck is ever getting in here again. Yep, yep, might do. But you want when you be pee hell. No. So, then the next words were, now you're going to have to do a few more extra stitches. So when you've just been told this is more painful than the childbirth itself, and then you think you might have your vagina stitched closed, being told that you need even more stitches isn't great. It's definitely not worse than childbirth, though. You didn't have a tear, though. That's true. I guess it might be worse if you'd teared. You'd only grazed, as they said. Yeah. Don't know how you graze it. There was no abrasion. Out of friction? Maybe. Thankfully, I listened to Suzanne, so I didn't tear. She said not to push, I didn't push. That was way hard. Not push was way harder than push it. So in those final moments when we were at the 10 centimetre dilation, Suzanne was down the business end, being brilliant, giving very clear instructions. However, Tilly being at the top end, breathing very heavily, didn't necessarily hear them all. So my gym bro birthing partner tactics were to just shout them in Tilly's faces. Faces? Tilly's face. Multiple faces. <laughs> you have multiple faces of birth. Into Tilly's face as she was trying to do them. Uh, while your mum was fainting on the other side. Poor oh, mum. That's very confused. Yeah, I didn't realise she was fainting. I thought she was just taking the piss for a moment. I was like, I how just, was I that I let go of my hand and then <laughs> say that she was going to faint. I was like, oh, faint, mum, I need your hand. So every time Suzanne would then go push, it would immediately be followed by me going, Push, 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 go on, you got this, go on, go on, push, push. And then Suzanne would go breathe and I'd go, and inhale, and inhale, and inhale. Deep, 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 get ready, get ready. Suzanne would then go push, and I'd go, push, come on, push, you got this, you got this, come on. So that was basically a tactic. Did the job. Yeah, yeah. You weren't a fan of the gas and air though, were you? Just fuck off. Make you let me out of it, don't do nothing for the pain. I didn't do anything for the pushing, I didn't use it for the pushing, I used it for a bit beforehand. There's a bit of period where I was on the bed, just for both come. Contractions obviously were like proper hardcore by that point. I was like, okay, let's, let's give this gas an air a go. It wasn't working. I was probably trying to like proper breathe it in, and I was just like, what is this doing? It's this shit all to make my throat really dry. Makes me think I need a drink. Makes me feel a little bit dizzy, and help does nothing for the pain. This is awful pain relief. Fuck this. Is what I thought. Well, I think for many women, it's quite helpful because it forces them to breathe deep. If you were already going like, because some people would obviously have panicked breathing. Yeah. But you were already aware enough to be breathing deep anyway. Yeah. And so that's quite helpful as it is. Then I don't really think it's pure pain relief. I think it's kind of pain distraction. Yeah. But it can only distract you a certain amount. Good and right. so in, if there's enough pain, it's probably quite... Yeah, I think next time, I won't bother. But I'm, I'm no doctor. I'm just somebody who's had gas and air to stitch up. Big gapes in my hand. Yeah, I won't bother next time. No, I'm just going to rambo it. Why well, didn't we use it for much of the... Anyway, did I? Are you going to roll the dice on the paracetamol coating again? No, I think... I'll make sure we have the buckets that are ready <laughs> beforehand. I think I'll just do as I did this time and not just do... Just do it natural. Done it now, and it? No, I can. <laughs> Fucking breeze. Let's do it again. I'm ready. Epidural freaks me out. 
limit if I have to for whatever reason, fine, but I do not want to need a limit spine. I'm not sure the tailor pain. Yeah, that was the old labour. Then we stayed for another day because of Strappy B. A day and a half to two, really, wasn't it? Well, a day and a half, yeah. She was born there. Two in the morning on Friday. Uh -huh. Not released till basically half three on Saturday. Yeah. So yeah, day and a half. But while that seems quite frustrating, because you just want to get home and you've done all this and well, you want to get clean and you want to, you know, you want to have proper sleep. Well, you're not going to get proper sleep, but you want to be in your own bed. There is the silver lining that you do have midwives around so they can help you with all your queries. You can constantly press that midwife button no matter what time of day, which is quite handy in those sort of first 48 hours because obviously freaking everything, you're freaking out about everything. This is all new. And you're like, is my baby breathing? How do I tell if my baby's breathing? Is my baby feeding? Why does feeding hurt? Well, all these sorts of things, you just press a button. And mostly, they don't come straight away. You've got to wait 20 minutes. So if your baby has stopped breathing, you might be in a bit of trouble. And there's probably a panic button. We could have like so. Yeah. And so, so that's quite handy, wasn't it? Because there's a lot of good feeding techniques and basically getting one-on-one -on -one sessions. And I think by the end, you must have had three or four midwives give you a... Little latching. Yeah. Help you. Hello, Fatty. Our dog's just approached the, the table as we're still eating our food. You're not getting any fajitas, Baba. No fajitas for you, Fatty. No, no, no. You've already had crisps tonight. So, frustratingly, I bought two packs of crisps that I really wanted, and somehow a, a rat managed to break into, well, what some form of rodent broke into our food cupboard. I ate my sunflower seeds as well, Bob. And your sunflower seeds. So, I went for sunflower seeds and chocolate bars Milky and crisps. Rose. Now, the annoying thing about the crisps, I've got, I've got beef with rodents about this one is obviously they can't see what they're getting at but they don't realise that things will be the same so open one packet of crisps had a taste of them and went you know what fuck it I don't like this went up to the next packet of crisps which was the exact same flavour opened them and went actually I don't like this either so now I've got two packets of crisps no. that technically I shouldn't eat and you were excited about them weren't you? I was I was new Tesco sriracha flavour honey nice sriracha. sriracha Tesco finest I know like Rats don't fucking like them though, do they? Yeah, well, rodents. Did. Yeah, so the dog then got the potentially rat infested half. I decided to eat the other half because I looked at I which. I think you should have eaten it. Alright, on the first packet, you were like, yeah, go on. Crack through. After I researched it, yeah. you changed your mind. Yeah. So I did some research because I thought it was fine. I've got two packets. I'll wait. I did some research and I was like, okay, fuck it. I should probably waste one because you know there are risks of all sorts of horrendous shit. And that was acceptable when there was one out of two packets were gone. I was like, fine, bin it. Still got a packet. Then today went to check the second packet because I wanted to eat it in front of the, in front of in front of the tele. And uh, transpired in doors, we got to the second packet. So on that one, I was like, no, not taking the loss on this one, Ratty. So just gave the dog the half that had been rat attacked and ate the half that was on the other side of the packet. Let's just see how it plays out. Yeah, let's see how it plays out. Maybe we'll like Ratman. Ratman! Da 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 I mean, they can survive quite pretty resilient creatures, pretty ferocious bite, and and, and 
and everybody knows mass population. So if we are approaching the well, I'm just saying if we are approaching population collapse, Ratman. Yeah. I've got over. Does that mean I've got to share you? If if we approach population collapse and I have the ability to breed like a rat, maybe. But I think it's more the fact that the females are able to produce lots of babies in rapid succession. I don't think it's so much to do with the bloke. If you impregnated me again, I'd have like a million babies inside me. Yeah. I don't think a million. Not a million. Eighteen? One letter? Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine, like, lots of imagine, imagine the stitching there. Imagine the belly. Was your bellies with those, those triplets? Yeah, so if you want to see something freaky, Google images... Just well, large triplets freaky. bellies. That's not fair on the babies, but it does make it. <gasps> okay, it's not. Well, I mean, unusual to the eyes, yeah. gasp worthy. I mean, I don't think freaky's too. You know, I'm not like horrendous. Isn't I've not said that. I've just said kind of freaky. It's, it's not you. It's not normal, as it were. I mean, very few people have more than one baby. Having two makes a large lump. Having three makes an outrageously large lump. Looks like she's got a Lego head stuck on her sauce. It's really sore. It's that purple. Yeah. You don't want more babies if you've got tits or arms. Generally, Combined or individually. Individually, you've got two so arms. So you'd be fine with so yeah, because otherwise I was going to say you'd be fine with four, two tits, two arms, but. No, two. I wouldn't. I would only want twins. To be honest, you wanted twins. You wanted one and done. Yeah. What I find is quite odd as well, so outside the maternity suite, there was a big board on breastfeeding, and I was reading all the different items. Yeah. And when women have twins, yeah. they'll often breastfeed them off different boobs and keep the different boob for each one. Right, so you'd be like, Bob's in one piece on the other. Yes. But the body obviously does the demand and supply thing where it works out, okay, this is how much peak suckles, I'm going to produce oh, as much so milk. Oh, like one massive tip, one small tip. Exactly. And they did find that. They say that sometimes you'll end up with different size boobs because your two children might might breastfeed a different... So that could be an interesting one. I like how she's like this. So our, our baby pulls some interesting faces. She looks like great expressions. Yeah. She likes to pull some very dramatic looking expressions. Looking quite pale today. Bit ghostly next to your black jumper. Don't say that. Well, she's fine. She just looks, she looks ghostly next to you. Well, she might just be me. Next to you, she, an absolute tanned goddess. She, she, she might be my daughter. Well, she is my daughter. She's not my, she's she might be. Daughter. She might be my daughter. Maybe. <laughs> um, I birthed her, but I'm not sure. Somebody might have slipped in an egg. Because I am pasty. Yeah, very, very As tasty. I was telling me the other day, it, said, you know, it wasn't last time for the white wall because he couldn't differentiate between me and the white wall. And then I got, he also got annoyed with me for wearing a white shirt because he couldn't differentiate, differentiate between the white shirt and my skin. He had to change his lens and stuff. So I'm like, stupid with this pale. And I was like, all right. Which I thought was an absolute kind of freak. He's like, it's only really picking up your eyes and mouth. I was like, oh. Some people get to wear those green suits, green morph suits. You. Just stand in front of a white sheet and you disappear. I'm going to be in front of a white wall right now, maybe. Maybe it's all they can see. <laughs> You've got a sexy pudding tonight. Oh, yeah. Salted caramel, nutty brownies, with custard, don't you worry. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> so I guess that brings us nicely to the final segment of the podcast, which is... 
I'm a caring parent, but. So who's oh. going first? Go first, because I didn't think about this. Okay. <laughs> I'm a caring parent, but. I can ignore the cries if I know I've checked yeah. all the all the I honestly sometimes when it's like three in the morning, I've checked the nappy, I've you know, I've tried giving her food and she doesn't want food. I've like done the shake, done the little sort of jumpy jumpies, not the shaking, but the coercion, the physical coercion to try and get her to sleep, and she's not having it. And so I'll just try and put her somewhere, and just kind of light rocking, and I'll just play Pokemon. Because I'm like, I can't do it anymore. What, what, what else am I going to do? Like you say, you shouldn't really shake a baby. No, you so, don't do it, So I'm just doing this sort of light rocking. She's not really having it. There's no point in me just staring at her in anguish and getting all worked up. Might as well just, you know, give her the little rock while I while I play on my phone. I play on my phone because I'm I'm obsessed with Pokemon trading card game. You are a little addict. You are a little addict. That was banned from labour. But when you nodded off in the return to suite, got a few games in. Yeah, that's fair. I'd have made my oxytocin plummet. I'd have noticed you on your little car game. But saying that, this whole cry thing sets us up quite well for self-soothing. Because you basically got to have babies cry through the night. Well, not cry through the night, but cry and then relax when they're sleeping too, instead of you going in, picking them up, soothing them and everything. We still research into that, don't we? Yeah, we need to work out that. Yeah, uh, yeah, but from what I've read, at a high level, lots of them have some element of self-soothing still. Yeah, there is an element of it. Not just leave your child. Not like what Grandad was speaking about earlier. No, no, just leave them in a separate room and don't open the door, don't look in there, just hope that there's not actually a danger in there. Yeah, that sounds like pretty brutal. So when self-soothing comes along, I'll be all right at it, because I'll be able to open the door, go there, no danger, come back out, play Pokemon. I won't. You'll be at your mum's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Let me see. I don't know what my own caring butt is. I'm still in that nice, like, first phase of parenting where I'm just like, I don't care if you make me miserable, I love it. We don't make miserable at all. Make my nipples miserable. My nipples are incredibly sore. My nipples are chewed to pieces. I don't know if they're ever going to go back to where they were before. Tell us. What do your lips look like afterwards? I'm fully prepared for the saggy boobs. That's fine. But the nips, what, what happens to them? Yeah, I'm curious. Do they go sausagey? Sausagey. <laughs> Hot dog nips. Maybe. I mean, before I had really pale nipples as well. Well, you like being pale. My busy nips, as Chloe calls them. I call them your doorbell nips. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a caring parent, but. I wish she was a gentle, gentle sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Come back again next week, it might be a different story. I don't think I'm, I'm not very emotive for this, I'm not emotive, I'm not very. Animated. You could just say, I'm a caring parent, but it fucks me off when she doesn't sleep. Well, that's obvious though, isn't it? Because it fucks everyone off. She does sleep though. Yeah. She's she feeds for like a million hours because she has oh, a cluster yeah. feeds and she goes, I'm done. Mm, joke, not really. Back I come. Nom, 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 that's nom, when nom. I sleep because I can't do fuck all. So last night there was what? How many hours of feeding? 
four and a half hours. So what what was it from ten till two? Ten till half two, yeah. I was asleep in. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, feed me, I was like, sure. She's like, my dad was like, okay. No, I'm not, okay. No, I'm not, okay. No, I'm not, okay. For hours, and hours, and hours, and he sometimes you'd have like a 20 minutes sleep, maybe. And she'd be like, <laughs> you thought we were done. Or she just starts eating her hand. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Just does. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, well, that's what you want, is it? You want, you want titty. Maybe we should try dummies. I was thinking this a few times, but dummies is there a minimum age that you start the dummy? No, I don't think so. We could do research there. Dummies are good. I think just having dummies for nighttime sleep, and then once they. And my mum is out. No. <laughs> and then once you get to like a certain age, like they stop napping or something, you stop having having it. Like it comes to a point where you go, that's your calf. I've got to say one surprising positive. Oh. Is the comfort of maternity slash incontinence pants. They're lovely. They're nice and soft. Not the crappy ones we bought the first time. The Tesco rubbish ones. The high grade. Where from? The little high grade ones. pants. Large, extra absorbent. So you're not gonna tighten up your thingy afterwards? What? The pelvic floor? Yeah, I'm not, not gonna bother tying it up so you can just accept pissing yourself the and wear the comfortable. I don't enjoy, as I sit down the toilet, it starts dribbling out. There are happy times when you've gone, I need a wee. I'm like, okay, let me just finish this. And you're like, no, damn, what I mean by that now is I am starting to wee. And you'll just have to run off because it's just dribbling. Yeah. I, I'm used to having, you know, sometimes like an hour when you go, I need a wee. I'm like, okay, I, yeah, can, yeah. I can finish off the dishwasher and then I'll stag on the baby. No, you you now say that. And I'm like, okay, give me give me 10 seconds. You're like, no, I am weeing dribbles right now. Yeah. It's a delight. But we'll tie it up. Whereas I just wake up with weird nightmares that I've lost the baby. Yeah, we'll give me sass. Always give him sass in my love sleep. Me, love giving me midnight sass. And I do. So, you say speaking and I ask you what did you say and you go, oh, never mind. Don't worry. And I'm like, alright. Yeah. Traumatic little sleeper. And I don't remember any of this. We go, oh, that's an awful name. <laughs> So that's another point that we've got this week. We actually named the baby. Long more time. Yeah. Eighth day. Eighth day, named the baby. Yeah. Still unregistered, so... Or six weeks. We'd still change it if we want. Could do. I'm pretty happy with it. I am, yeah. But, you know, there's other names out there. Like... Brian, as Pop said. We could just pronounce it Brian. Yeah. But we're not going to. And what was that? Agapus, no. Agapus? No, ab. What was that one that basically meant argumentative? Oh, I don't know, you're all about that. Oh, I can't remember, it's an old Greek name. It's like Agatha, basically, but a, a Greek version. Whack that in there, another middle name. I think my cabbage leaves might have worn off. Oh no, the cabbage leaves. Yeah, they were really Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Go on, get them out, I'll eat them. Let's see if the dog will eat them. Yeah. Eat your titty cabbage leaves. You are on camera, by the way. I'm not going to whack a bat out. I wasn't sure. 
Oh, sure it is. Would you also think that one out? Oh, my finger back now. Oh. <laughs> Why are you boobs now? Let's see if a Steve Fatty wants it. There you go. No noises. He's sniffing. Is he too? I don't know, I can't see. You're the one who's next to him. He's licking it. He's licking your boob sweats. Oh, it's probably got milk on it. Yeah. Now. Yeah, that's what you're trying to avoid him tasting the sweet, sweet breast milk. <laughs> Which is actually rather sweet. Oh, no, no, let's, let's talk about next week then. I'm pretty pooped now, yeah. Next week, just be more of the same. More of the same, more tired. Maybe hope you're not, but maybe. Oh, probably more tired, yeah. Um, you just switch back out, you old man. Yeah, so I'm done with all this bending malarkey. Hopefully, my badge will be more healed. Stitches would have maybe dissolved or started to dissolve. And hopefully we'll have worked on better ways to have a settle and sleep. That would be lovely, but I think we've probably been very naive and it's probably taking a long, long time. I didn't say solve it, I said worked on better. So just yeah. minor improvement would be good. Yeah, so that's us. Cheerio. Layers. Hey everyone. So, it's quarter to five. I've been up since half two. And I thought to myself, oh, I haven't asked these lovely listeners to review the podcast. So, thank you for all listening. Thank you for your time. And if you've liked it, please leave us a review. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't. We'll read it. We might pay attention, but...